This is Your Own Best Company, a podcast for people who love to work alone. Hello, everybody. I'm Franklin Taggart, and this is Your Own Best Company. This is a podcast for people who love working alone. And my guest today is someone that if you've been following the podcast at all, about a year ago this time, she was my guest and we were talking about fun stuff and I invited her to come back uh, now, Monique Renee Eckes. Hello. And Monique is a pro, pro pet photographer and she owns a, a studio in Fort Collins, Colorado called Silver Paw Studio. In addition to that, she's a very active social media, YouTube, um, video person. And her YouTube channel, Pro Pet Photog, uh, has become kind of a go-to for other professional pet photographers. And in the last year, since we last talked, you started a, kind of an, a group program or a mastermind of some kind for pet photographers. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about. We sure do. My goodness gracious. <laughs> so let's let's close some of the things that we started last year. Okay. One of them was that you were getting ready at that time to publish your first book, which was called No Co for Doggos. All right. Now, No Co for Doggos was a really cool idea. And basically you just offered people the opportunity to have their dog featured in a photography collection that you took, you took photos all over Northern Colorado in some of the most, you know, scenic places that we have to offer. Now tell us about how that, how that project ended up for you. Okay. I can show you. Oh yeah. Let's <laughs> for anyone watching the podcast, I, I have the finished book. It came out in November of last year of 2022 and we had a book launch party. It was so amazing. I think there was about 34 dogs that participated in the book and it's all dog friendly locations around Northern Colorado. Uh, what was really interesting, Franklin, is when I started this, I thought this would be a great way to kind of bring the community together on one project that we could all do together, raise funds for the shelters, all that kind of stuff, which worked, right? And also bring me clients, of course. Yeah. But it kind of has evolved into even more marketing pieces for me because this kind of a book is for anyone, not just someone looking for photos or a certain type of dog, things like that. So we ended up making a brochure with all the places as well that I have as a printed version and a PDF version. So that's my opt-in for one of my opt-ins for my email list is now this brochure of dog-friendly locations. It's a great conversation starter. I have loved this so much. We made a little bookmark that goes with it, uh, but the brochure has been so fun. And I ordered a lot of extra books. So I don't have a book plate with me, but I printed a sticker book plate that goes in the cover with a little plastic sleeve that I can put business cards in. And the book plate says this book on loan too from Silverpaw Studio and all my information. So I'm taking those around to other pet friendly businesses to have in their lobby. Oh, great. With my business card. And, um, you know, if they want to put up some brochures and a little rat card holder too, I'm that, so I'm slowly rolling that out too. So it's been a really fun project just for my studio for long-term as well. Blog posts and YouTube videos, just so much has come out of this book project. It was amazing to the point where I did, I'm 
I have another book project I'm working on this year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That that's so exciting. Now the the new project you're you're getting ready to to kind of jump into that. You've been uh, you've been enrolling people to participate. Now this one is fascinating to me because it's about a specific breed. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the new book is called Pity Party: A Celebration of Pitbull Dogs. And I realized how many dogs were pity or pity pitbull mixes. And yeah. especially with all the wisdom panel kind of DNA tests out there, so many people are like, oh, I had no idea my dog was part pitbull. But there's also this huge stigma around pitbulls. Like Denver just recently lifted their breed band on oh, them. Good, finally. Right? Yeah. And so the people, because the shelters are full of pities and pitbull mixes. Yeah. And they're so, they can be so sweet and so friendly, just like any dog, just like any dog. I have a tiny little 11 pound poodle. She doesn't like people. She yeah. will lunge at you. I've had a pit bull who was the nicest thing ever. And so I kind of want to like break the stigma a little bit and really show people that you can't just look at a dog and know their breed. Right. And then just automatically, you know, have thoughts about them. And so I've kind of drawn in those people. It's been so funny because people will email us, my dog is 14% pit bull. Does that count? I said, I am not checking birth certificates here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an AKC certified. Right? Yeah. So this isn't even relegated just to Colorado or outside. It's studio images on location. I've got two sessions in Washington when I go visit Southwest Washington this year. Yeah. Um, so it's really just kind of showcasing all of these types of dogs and what people love about them. So it's that party, that celebration. We're going to have some history in there about pit bulls, but also just like, what do people love about their dogs? What are their favorite toys or tricks or nicknames? Or why do they think pitties are a great pet? So that's all part of the questionnaire and what's going to go on each dog's spread in the book. Yeah. And so this week I'm launching the second uh, run of registrations. So I should fill the book at that point. Pit bulls do get just such a, a bad rap for... And I think it's more about the owners than it is about the dogs. It's like, yeah. yeah. And any dog can turn on you. Any dog can be vicious if if they're protective, right? You know, it's like yeah. dogs are kind of, that's a part of their makeup. That's a part of who they are. So yeah, poor, poor guys and girls. And that's, that's a really good point because this is a fundraiser too. Yeah. And so my goal is to raise $2,000 specifically for the behavior program at Animal Friends Alliance, because I know that's why they come in and yeah. why a lot of dogs are at shelters is behavior issues. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, whether we meant to or not, <laughs> now they need that help in the shelter. So there is a dedicated behaviorist at Animal Friends Alliance. And so this this funds raised from this book project will go all into that fund. Very good. Very mm -hmm. good. So pity party book coming up later yep. this year. All yep. right. In the midst of all of this, you moved your studio from Loveland to Fort Collins. Yeah. New studio. Tell us about that place. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this was, this is a, a lesson in just talk to everybody because I've been kind of sort of looking for a new studio for a while for just a variety of reasons. So logistics is a lot of them. And I had talked to a friend who worked at a veterinary office who had just moved out of their space and their space was just sitting there. And she said, oh, it's so sad in there. I said, I know it would help is pet pictures. And I thought, 
hold on, maybe, <laughs> maybe they need someone to lease part of the space with them. And so I reached out. It took a few months because veterinary offices are really busy. Yeah. <laughs> and we figured out that I could take about a third of their space. And so that's what I did. And so I'm already a place that people are used to bringing their dogs. It's ground floor, no carpet, uh, super friendly place. You know, all the other businesses around me are nice, huge parking lot, just at the corner of Horse Tooth and Shields, right in the heart of Fort Collins. It's been so great. It's quiet. It's bright. I host, I started hosting coffee every single Tuesday morning. Uh, oh, as cool. I open the studio eight to nine, anyone can just stop in with their dog without, we can sit and chat about whatever you want. And That's I have awesome. a growing lending library of dog and business books. It's just a great space. So I'm loving it. And I've set specific hours at this one. Yeah. I think the other one was just too close to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just pop over whenever, but yeah. now I'm at this space every Tuesday and every Friday from eight to three. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, I, I love the, the the fact that you're opening the doors for, you know, coffee with you um, on Tuesday mornings. I think that that for many of the people who listen to this podcast, that idea is one that I would really encourage people to think about. Because one of the things that folks like us who work alone very often face is just sense of isolation. Sometimes it can get lonely. Uh -huh. And I think opening our doors like that you know, and you can do it in whatever way you're comfortable. I don't actually like having people at my house. I like having, I like going out and meeting people for coffee. Like I'm going to be at this place tomorrow from this time to this time. Uh, come and join me if you'd like to, you know, we can yeah. talk about business or not. doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> totally agree. And that's yeah. what I realized I was missing too. Like I, I haven't joined another networking group right lately. And I just, I am feeling isolated. And I thought, well, maybe other people are too. And those yep. people who also want to get their dogs out socializing and, oh, yeah. you know, maybe one or two people a week show up, maybe no people. So it's a lot of times very comfortable situation for you know, people who are used to working alone, yeah. <laughs> like all of your listeners, it's just the two of us. And we just sit in the studio and talk about whatever. I just really like it. And, you know, there's a whole thing now about third places going away. There's not as many third places yeah. that you don't have to pay to go into. Uh, so, you know, maybe I could just be that on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. Well, um, if you're looking for a place in Loveland, mm. I, I have a place that a lot of people don't associate with that kind of meeting uh-huh be sweet cupcakes really yes down on fourth street okay it's a great place to meet small little shop wonderful cupcakes but they have coffee and beverages and stuff like that too but is that looking, on the east side of fourth yeah it's on the like east end it's, yeah okay. it's it's right across from like the east end and okay almost to the library. So, but what yeah. I was going to say is like, if you're looking for a really cool place to meet people, just to have a, you know, have a coffee and chat. Um, I discovered it and I love it. It's a wonderful spot. Oh, I've so. ordered specialty cupcakes from them. If I have a party yeah. and someone's maybe gluten-free, you can get those there. Yeah. That's a um, great spot. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. So getting back to our conversation, um, Last year, you were working on um, a marketing campaign that I was fascinated by. And it was, it was an interesting, intriguing idea. 
of taking portable video players around to different businesses and leaving them there with a short video introducing you and the services that you offer. And you included some candy in the, in the package. I was intrigued by that, but tell me a little bit about where that ended up going for you. Oh, unfortunately, Franklin, it got put on the back burner with the whole book project. Okay. So because I was so embroiled in the book project and that was my first book. So learning all the back end and design and all that took so much time. Yeah. And then by then it was, you know, close to the holidays. And then I haven't gone back. Honestly, I love the yeah. idea too. Of course, in my mind, I keep thinking I need to refilm the video that I have on the player in my new space. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much that's excuses to not get out there and do something uncomfortable and how much is, yeah, I should refresh that and put one idea in there, make it even easier for people to envision this. Uh, so I'm kind of contemplating what to do with those now. Yeah. Um, I do have them. They're ready. I just need to get out there. Have you seen the video cards now that, that uh, are available where you can actually um, load a, a video onto a card that fits into a card envelope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those are, are interesting. Those are amazing too. But I like your idea because there's still a, there's still a physical experience, kind of a, a tactile experience. Plus you're putting the candy in there. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the the one thing that I always wondered about that was that if it, if it wasn't, um, if it didn't require more labor than I would be willing to put in, um, and for results that were uncertain, I don't know. Is that, does that sound I don't know, familiar? <laughs> you mean like the, the time and money it takes to produce these, put them together and deliver them? Yeah. You put a lot of time into it and you were driving them around yourself, yeah. delivering them to each individual business. Yeah. And, you know, Northern Colorado is not a tightly condensed place. So <laughs> there, there was an investment of time, especially in that project. And the return, again, there was just some uncertainty about whether or not it would actually return what you wanted. Right. Yeah. And I honestly haven't gathered enough data on that. I haven't delivered it enough. But my thought was I have five of them. I would make a spreadsheet of a bunch of different, a lot of veterinary offices. We have so many veterinarians in this area um, and just make a list and every, you know, one week go out and deliver them the next week, pick them up the next week, deliver them again. So I'd only be going, I'd be going out a couple of hours every week to do this, which is time I would normally spend at a general networking meeting. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I can just show my face in there because one of the things that I offer also, which I should add to this, is just regular headshots with your pet. And now yeah. that I have an easy way to do that, here's the link. Just come on down with your pet. It takes 15 minutes to the studio in Fort Collins. That's something I need to incorporate in those too. Um, but I don't want to have too many messages. Yeah. I want it to be one thing that I want to tell them about, which for the video player should be video. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's all good points. Um, but now that I've made the biggest, you know, uh, um, investment in the equipment, you know, if I go out once a month, I go out once a month, I yeah. can go out twice a month, you know, those kinds of things, but it gives me two touch points every time I go. That's true. Cause I take them in and, and I have that. a little, yeah. And I have an appointment card in there saying, I will pick this up on this day yeah. at this time. So they know I'm going to be in there twice. 
So it's nice to have that face-to-face every time. And they get to know you. Yeah. That's cool. So I I, I still hold out hope that this is a great idea. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Although it is, is, you know, compared to some other things, there's, I think, more labor that goes into it. But hopefully the payoff will be greater. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're banking on, right? So creating, you know, producing commercial videos, even if they're short ones, is lucrative for me. Yeah. So even if once a month I got a client, it would be totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you've got so many things that you are uh, balancing, so many plates spinning right now. Um, And it seems like to me that you just get more and more visible online everywhere I turn. I find you on TikTok now and I see Instagram reels frequently and I see, um, I don't pay much attention to Facebook, but you're probably there too. Um, and I know that you're still very active on YouTube. Uh So how much of your time are you spending producing videos for all of your channels? Oh goodness. Way too much. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I do is I have an editor for my YouTube videos. Yeah. And so if I can streamline the process of filming and pre-editing, like chopping them all up into a timeline for her um, and then sending them, I don't have to do the rest of it. She edits the video, uploads it to YouTube for me and creates the thumbnail. Yeah. And so that has been invaluable for because I have two YouTube channels. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it, I don't... I don't put a ton of time into, honestly, like when I'm at the studio, I have this suction cup that goes on the front window that holds my phone. Yeah. And so I just come up with like five or 10 ideas and step in front of it. I have like a little microphone and just talk about something. And then maybe it's 10 or 20 seconds. And then I do it again, record something on my phone, 10 or 20 seconds. And these are my reels or slash TikToks. Um, So it's really, really fast. And then the next morning while I'm just drinking my coffee, and half awake, I can throw those into CapCut and caption them and cut them and put them up. Okay. Um, so that is really, really fast. And I don't have, I don't have a big strategy to social media. I just know I want to put more effort into it. Yeah. And I'll also do the same thing with my podcast. So my podcast, I will only do 10 episode uh, seasons and yeah. then I'll take a break for however long I feel like. And then I'll do 10 episode seasons. But now I'm taking, because on Spotify, you can have video podcast. Yeah. I will cut those into reels also. Oh, very cool. So that helps. Um, so a lot of it is a little bit lazy, but it still works. Yeah. <laughs> However it gets done, right? Yeah. And TikTok really, like if I put something on TikTok for my pet photography business, there is an app that I can download it without the watermark. And that's a reel for my photography business. My other TikTok is just my random thoughts. That's my only personal, I only have like two personal social medias and that's one of them. So, yeah. Well, the thing that that strikes me is that even, even your no strategy strategy is really intriguing to me. Because you're still using social media in the way that it was intended. Mm. And that is that you're just using it to make connections with people. Yeah. And I think that, as honestly, that in my experience, that is the best strategy. Um, if the only agenda is getting out there and, and making legitimate, authentic connections with folks, you're doing it. Now, Yeah. whether or not that leads to them getting pictures with you or 
buying your book or, or whatever, that remains to be seen. Maybe it needs to be a part of a larger sequence, but, um, but I, it seems like to me that just the level of visibility that you're achieving is good. Are you satisfied with the number of people who are interacting with your videos? Um, I think so. You mean per, if we're looking at each platform? Yeah. Yeah. For as little as I put into Instagram, I'm happy for any, right. <laughs> any interaction, honestly. Um, and reels are doing well. So I mean, that works. Uh, YouTube, my pet photography, YouTube, I wish I can get out to more people and we'll talk about that more. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, and I, I am a little strategic on how I word things. And I teach this too, as if I put something on Facebook, it's going to have some meaning behind it. Yeah. You know, I don't just say, hey, this was a pretty picture of a dog. Right. And we're done. No, all of my posts have something to do with the person looking at it. Yeah. So, hey, this was a magical session at this place you may not know about. Did you know you could take your dog to this place? Isn't that cool? So I've given value back to my people, yeah. told them I know secret places, showed them a pretty picture, you know. And it has all those layers to it, not just here's a pretty picture, here's a pretty picture, because people scroll past those all day. Yeah. So I try to think about that in every piece of content I do. I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about them. And so that's how I'm I'm able to make those better connections. My When I do a Facebook post that's long, it's like a half a blog post, yeah. I get a lot of interaction. That's good. Yeah. I know that a lot of, uh, a lot of people who are on Facebook are... They're, they're still trying to make it work the way that it did mm. seven years ago where, you know, you could put up a picture or you could put up, you know, a text post and, and a fair number of people would see it and interact with it. And now it really has to, it has to cut through a lot more noise in order for people to notice it and then to, to, to watch enough of it or read enough of it to to bring around an interaction so if oh you're gosh, able to yes. get that to happen you're doing wonderful things that's that's yeah. very encouraging it's like everything else that first line has to hook them if you can put an emoji in there um make it kind of intriguing that does it every time yeah before we go any for more forward i'd like to go back to the idea that you did with the no co for doggos book mm. And the two, the two or three things that you mentioned there, um, we've had conversations about something that I call fridge-worthy freebies. Yeah. And those examples are really perfect examples of what a fridge-worthy freebie is. Mm -hmm. It's something that's valuable information that people want to hold on to, but it keeps your brand in front of them, you know, on an ongoing basis. And it, it's something that they have a positive association with in their mind. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the, the location guide in particular? I'm intrigued by that. And was that just something where you, you realized as you went through the book and the editing that you were doing, Hey, wait a minute, this could be interesting just as a list. Yes. Yeah. Um, so with my book projects, I have a designer. My sister is yeah. the graphic designer for the book. And when I was going through it, that's exactly what I thought. Like, these are all great locations that everybody should know about. Oh, this would be a great freebie like Franklin talks about. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I could design that. So I gave her some ideas of how I wanted it laid out. And I thought in my mind, what I pictured was people holding, keeping this in their car. Yeah. 
So this would be really valuable to keep in your car. Okay, I've got an afternoon with my dog. Where should I go? Even if you're just visiting from out of town. And it's been so great. People are like, oh my gosh, thank you. You know, I was um, part of the Elizabeth Hotel when they had their yappy hours, their dog days back yeah. in February. And so I hosted one of those and it was so fun. It was so cool. And I just gathered up all of these brochures of where to where to go and just went around the room. Here you go. Oh, you're in town visiting. You're new to the area. Look at here's some cool places. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. I was just thinking about that. So they're going to keep that with them next time they're in Fort Collins or as they settle in. And so that's what I was kind of thinking about is what I want them to get out of this and where is it going to be? I want it in their hand, in their purse, in their dog bag, in their car. And it has obviously all the pictures <laughs> from the book too. You just brought up an intriguing possibility for a marketing mm. idea. And that is like, you could, you could have a rat card for the tourism places around mm. town and oh. to say, are you visiting Northern Colorado with your pet? Would you like to have a picture taken to remember that? Yeah, that's a good idea. Right. Yeah, I have a display up at WAGS in Old Town. Okay, very cool. Um, and so that helps with some of the people that are in town. And I've yeah. gotten calls <laughs> from that display. Excellent. Hey, I'm in town for a few days. What can we do? But wouldn't it so, be fun for, that would be for easier. people who are coming through town, and, you know, for tourism? Yeah. To, to get their pictures taken with their pets in some of these beautiful Colorado places, right? Yeah, there is actually that visitor center in the square. I wonder if they would be willing to put my brochure in there. Oh, good sure idea. The one, uh, I'm sure that the one in Loveland, out at the Loveland Chamber, yes. they've, they've got uh, rat cards like that. Okay, I'll I'll go down there. But that would be a cool thing to, to offer. Yeah. Um, but And then you also did something of uh, as a bookmark? Oh, yeah. So for everyone who bought the book, and yeah. I could change this if I wanted to, uh, but we just put together a really pretty little business, um, bookmark that has a quote, uh, wild hearts find a home in every place they roam. And yeah. it's really pretty. It's got the same colors and all of my contact information on the back <laughs> Yeah, uh, with the teeny tiny QR code, but that works. Um, so I definitely plan on doing something similar to that for the next book too. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good. Well, people have heard me talk about Fridgeworthy Freebies, but um, you've given us some really fine examples here of, of putting things in people's hands mm -hmm. that are valuable on an ongoing basis that are useful and that they will refer to over and over and over again. It's more than just a, a, a stress ball or a calendar that you're, that you're offering in the swag bag. Mm -hmm. It's something that they actually can get some great use out of. Mm -hmm. um, what One of the other things that, that you've done recently, um, and we just spoke about it last week, was you have um, started to venture into the artificial intelligence chat GPT realm uh, to help you generate ideas. Can you give us uh, kind of an update on, on what you've been experimenting with? Okay, so... A lot of what I use ChatGPT for is to help me with my YouTube titles, honestly. Yeah. So I'd spend a lot of time trying to craft a good YouTube title. 
but it's good for all kinds of things, right? Yeah. And so you want me to give the specific example from last week, right? I think it's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do I. Um, so Franklin was awesome and came to my group, which we'll talk about. And we talked about some ideas for pet photographers. And during that, I had my notebook next to me, just writing all kinds of notes. I said, ding, what is one thing all pet, pet people talk about? The bond we have with our pets. Okay. But what if we only have one minute to spend with them? What can we do with our pet to enhance that bond in one minute? And I thought, okay, I can write this list, but let me see what ChatGPT would come up with. And so I went over to ChatGPT and actually I put in like one minute things to do with your dog, one minute things to do with your cats. And there were some similarities, but I didn't want to sort through it. So then I scrapped that and I said, <laughs> one minute activities for dogs or cats. Yeah, And I took out anything I thought was dangerous or repetitive. And then, I, of course, I put in selfies. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, here's 20 things. And bam, just like that, I read them all. I'm like, that's what I would have written, but it would have taken me half the day. Thank you, ChatGPT. Threw that into a list in Canva with some pretty pictures of dogs that I have, my contact information. And a day later, I had that ready to go in my weekly newsletter. Here you go. And I put it up on Facebook. Here you go as like a five by seven. And so yeah. my thought is to have the other side be some pretty pictures too that I can print to hand yeah. out to people as well. Uh, so I just haven't gotten that far, but it is a downloadable, again, fridge worthy, right? Yeah. So I sold them specifically. Here is a list of 20 things. If you have one minute, put it on your fridge, put it on your desk, put it on your mirror. I said, this is what you should do with it. Yeah. Next time you have one minute, just glance at it and do that thing with your dog or cat. Yeah. And the the pictures on the other side would be very interesting to 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 remind people of times that they may not think of that would be great times to get a picture of their pet. Mm. Uh, I think that's one of the things that with pets that we kind of take for granted is that we get so used to them being around um, that we forget, you know, this person's not going to be uh, a part of my life forever. Yeah. This person is, you know, and I want to remember this person at their best. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like if we can put that suggestion in those in those photos on the other side, I think mm -hmm. that would be really cool. Good idea. I love it. So your your YouTube channel, the the Pro Pet Photog channel. Now mm -hmm. are you and Steve still doing your channel or is have you Oh yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Our wildlife and nature photography channel is going crazy. Wow. It's that's awesome. really doing well. It's been monetized already. It's going great. Super. Yeah. But the pro pet photog channel mm -hmm. has really, it's, it's kind of turned into a cornerstone for you online, uh, as a, you know, reliable place for people to find you, but it's also just an extraordinarily valuable place for anyone who, who wants information about pet photography, uh, and the business of pet photography. That's one of the things that I really like about it is that it's kind of balanced between the, the craft of photography and the business of photography. Exactly. Uh, you, you cover both. Um, that has grown into a group opportunity. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. When I first started pet photography on YouTube, I really literally looked everywhere and there was nobody else teaching pet photography. So then I just kind of started and floundered through the first year. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit and people were like, oh, well, if I'm going to pivot, maybe 
pet photography. Tell me more about the business. You know, tell me more about how you run this. And I thought, okay, well, sure, I can do that. Started a Facebook group. And eventually, like a year after that, I said, hey, I could just start a whole, I have made courses and resources and Canva templates over the years, and they're just everywhere, Skillshare and whatever. Yeah. Why don't I just make a website and put that all together? <laughs> and so then I did that. And then I, it has the, the website I'm on, Podia, they have an option for a membership. And so I put out kind of a general membership and it was just kind of here, we'll just get together once a month and talk about general. And it just didn't, it didn't gain any traction because there was no, there was no content to it. It was like, yeah. here, let's just show up and chit chat. Well, I do that on YouTube live. So yeah. why would I do that? And so then last year, a friend of mine and I said, let's have like a two-day retreat that we just sit together and work together. We ended up actually just going at a coffee shop. But everything for the entire year of content I wrote in two days. <laughs> I could not believe it, Franklin. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. This is my membership for the entire next year. And that was July of last year. Yeah. So I knew six months in advance what I was going to teach this entire year. And I looked at it and I said, this is exactly the phases my business goes through. The first part of the year, we're relooking at our products and our prices and all of that kind of stuff. The second part, we're like getting into our marketing, which you helped with. Thank you. And then, you know, the next part is, you know, I'm going to have this year, I'm having an in-person workshop for members in yeah. August. Um, and then we're going to, then we're going to finally talk about gear and photography during the time of year where people are probably busier in the fall when they have more clients or you know, whoever to photograph and yeah. try out these things. And so I just, I wrote out the entire thing. Some of the classes were written completely in that day, um, a year in advance. <laughs> oh. um, so then when I went to start marketing this, I knew what to tell people to expect. Yeah. We're going to have a class once a month and we're going to have a coaching meeting once a month. And it's going to be on Zoom. It's going to be in the evenings because so many people are doing this as a side hustle or they're just starting. They yeah. can only do evenings. And um so that's what I decided to do. And I started with a whole week of marketing on YouTube. And, you know, so we talked all about different marketing live every single day. I gave a class and I said, this is exactly what you're going to get in the membership. You're going to get a class. You're going to get Q&A just like this. So I make a presentation in Canva, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, I've got six or eight people in there right now. Not everyone yeah. shows up to the class, of course, because again, they are working full time, a yeah. lot of them. So, uh, but I record the class so they can go watch that. Now, I do not record the um, coaching calls. They just have to be there for that. Yeah. Uh, but that has been so wonderful because I've wanted to be a teacher of some kind. <laughs> Yeah. Clearly, all the things that I do uh, for so much of my life. And this fills that for me. And I feel like I can give so much to other pet photographers where most of the these classes out there for photographers are how to make prettier pictures. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know how to do that. We're, we're constantly like, oh, I think I need prettier pictures. No, you need to do the back end. I'll yeah. help you with that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Monique, you are... Uh... You are the shining example of the creative person who is uh, really building, uh, I don't want to say it's an empire, but you're building, um, uh, you're building a, a really amazing organization and you're basically building it yourself. It's like you uh -huh. do have a little bit of help here and there uh -huh. and you hire out what you need to hire out, but the bulk of this is is being created 
starting in your imagination and then your legs are doing uh, the majority of the work. Yeah. So the thing that I want people to understand is that let's count the streams, right? Mm -hmm. Monique is making money from her pet photography studio. Yes, she is taking pictures. That's good. All right. That's one stream. Um, now the book is more of a fundraiser. Are you making anything on that? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because so, they will order prints from the photo sessions. Oh, okay. So we'll include everybody in the family, but only the dog goes in the book. All right. So the book is generating income as well. Oh yes. All right. And now the pity party book will generate income as well. Yes. Um, you are doing the YouTube channels, which are both monetized now. The one is. Right? Oh, only the one is. Okay. Yeah. You're still working on profit pet photog being monetized. Yeah. But you're close. You're very close. And let's see if we it's can those push her watch over hours. The edge. Oh, I know. Those watch hours are pesky. Yes. Okay. But um, I do make money through the membership, through YouTube. Yeah. Because YouTube is my main marketing for the membership and the courses and the resources. All right. So the membership is another stream. Mm -hmm. And then you've got, you know, <laughs> you've got your video production. Yep. You've got, you know, so many different ways that you're generating income through your business and you, you never seem to run out of ideas. Maybe you just run out of time. Yes, that is exactly it. <laughs> okay. So what would you say to somebody who's just getting started? Um, wh what, where would you encourage them to spend most of their time right now? You mean as far as marketing or no, just in terms of just having a business, it's like, like if you are just getting started in pet photography, mm. where would you encourage people to really focus most of their time right now? If someone's just starting with their pet photography, they sit, set a date for when you want your doors to open and pretend it's a movie premiere. Yeah. Because what happens so often is people say, I don't want to tell anyone yet because my doors aren't open. I said, that's not how movies do it. A year in advance, movies are telling you it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here's all those juicy tidbits. Here's some sneak peeks. You need to do that for your business. Start marketing the second you get your business license, your logo or whatever. Don't spend a ton of time on your website. Spend some, but you yeah. can iterate as you go. Everything you can iterate as you go. Try not to hold yourself back. Set a goal for this many, you know, test clients and keep it at that and then open the doors. Perfect. Make a minimal price sheet. Open the doors. You can change this all later. You're probably, if you think you're 70% ready, you're probably 100% ready. Yeah. Your pictures are probably amazing. They will grow over time. Don't let your picture quality hold you back if you're a pet photographer. Yeah. I'm sure they're awesome. <laughs> Very good. Work on the back end. Go, go, go. <laughs> In your own experience, what's the most important lesson that you've learned about marketing? The most important lesson, I think, is to make it, I, I quote you constantly, that the Thank most you. personal is the most universal. Yeah. And I say, Franklin Taggart says this, and it's absolutely true. People will follow values. Yeah. You know, put out what you value, and that will find the other people that value that. So when you're posting social media, make it a little bit more vulnerable than you think. Make it a little more personal, personable even. Yeah. And I always say, be interested more than interesting. Be yeah. interested in those people and what they need and what they want and what they dream of. 
more than you talking about yourself. Well, that's wonderful. And thanks for, thanks for the tip of the hat. Of course. <laughs> Feels nice. Well, Monique, what's next for you? We've got the Pitbull project coming up soon and the registration is going to be closing for that probably even before this podcast is released. <laughs> but um, beyond that, what's next? Uh, so what's next for me is just, I have a list of things that I'm launching this year for my business. I just don't want to launch everything all at once. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things will be if you have adopted a pet in the last 30 days, I'll have a special session for that in the studio. Um, one thing I'm letting businesses know that if they have, if they're going through a growth spurt or they have a lot of turnover is I now have retainers. Yeah. And so if you think you're going to have 50 people to photograph this year, just pay me a monthly and just here's your link. They can come on down whenever. And so people are really liking that. Wow. Um, and there's no interest to that. There's no like major setup. Same for clients. If they want this big order, there's payment plans with no interest. Very cool. So I have some of these. And then the other thing I'd really like to do with the community is have little community events at the studio, you know, a few times a year. Maybe have one of those plantiness parties where they paint. we paint our pot in memory of a dog that we've yeah. lost. You know, we plant a plant in there or just have something that's unrelated to photography that people can gather together in small groups at my new space. Um, so that's something I want to work on this year, too. So what's your go to organizing tool? Like a CRM? No, just any any way that you stay organized because you're you're trying you are holding so many things up. I'm just wondering yeah. what is the tool that's underneath all of this? Well, Google. All right. <laughs> I have a lot of Google folders. Okay. And so as I gather information for the book, I'm putting it in a shared folder with my designer, my sister. Yeah. And I have a giant whiteboard here with the pillars of my business that I work on. And so what am I working on this month and kind of work on that? Um, and then to organize my business, I have 17 hats, which is a project yeah. management. Um, so between kind of Google and 17 hats and my whiteboard, all of that kind of works together. And I, you know, outer accountability is big for me. So yeah. if I tell my video editor, I'm going to have a video or photos or something to you, I get them to them. So there's oh, that. Great. And Frank, my assistant at sessions, he keeps me organized at the session. <laughs> oh, very cool. So that's been really helpful. Where's the squeaky? It's in my pocket. <laughs> you know, just little things like that, where if you don't have that right there, you miss the image. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, Monique, you always are inspiring to me. You always have such great energy and fun ideas. And um, as always, I just wish you the greatest success. Oh, thank you. Is our time up already, Franklin? Is that I what you're trying to tell me? If, oh, I can't my gosh. It, but we're, we've reached the end of yet oh. another episode, but oh. you'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is always fun. I love talking with you. Awesome. Folks, if you want to find out about Monique, uh, there are a couple of websites that I'll mention. Um, kind of her permanent address is silverpawstudio.com. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, if you were interested in the pro pet photography, is it propetphotogs.com? Propetphotog.com. No S. Okay. No propetphotog.com. Yeah. For those of you who are watching, those should be on the screen throughout the whole episode. If you can't find them there, you will be able to find them in the description. Thanks as always for listening to your own best company. Um, I appreciate it when you subscribe, review, and share this show with other people. Monique, I can't wait to see you again. All right. Thanks, Franklin. Thanks for listening to your own best company. 
If you enjoyed the show, would you do me a favor and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast host? If you really love it, leave me a review or share it with your circles. If you feel like your career is reaching a dead end or you're feeling a deep sense of dissatisfaction in your work right now, I help people discover their gifts and then find or create new opportunities that are the best fit for their talent, experience, and lifestyle. Email me at coaching at franklintaggart.com for more information. I also help people start, finish, and launch creative projects, and I offer an ongoing marketing mastermind for solopreneurs and freelancers. More information on these programs and services can be found at franklintaggart.com. Thanks again for spending this time with me.